Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Orca Nerd Podcast. Now, it has been raining three days straight down here in Florida, and there is no end in sight, so you are going to hear some rain and possibly some birds that are enjoying the rain. So this is a perfect time to uh, record an episode for the podcast. Now, this is going to be a recurring segment on this podcast um, called Meet the Orca. So many orcas around the world, I feel like they need to have their story told to anybody who will listen. And let's start with uh, my favorite whale and the whale that actually started my orcaholicness, if you will. And his name is Keiko. You've probably heard of Keiko um, in the 1993 Free Willy movie. Now, at the very end of Free Willy, if you have not seen it, you see Willie jumping over Jesse and the rocks and being free. Unfortunately, even after the movie had ended, Keiko was still in captivity. I'd like to go back to 1979 in Iceland. Now, Keiko would have been about two to three years old at this point in time. He was caught and named Siggy and transferred to an Icelandic aquarium, and that's where they renamed him Kago. There isn't much information about Keiko between 1979 and 1982. Now, in 1982, Keiko was actually shipped to Marineland, Ontario in Canada. He was the youngest of six whales in one tank. He was picked on so much to where he had um, scars and marks all over his body. In 1985, Keiko was actually transferred to Reno Aventura in Mexico City, Mexico. They actually renamed him Keiko, which means lucky one in Japanese. Now, Keiko had caught a virus called a papillomavirus um, from Ontario. Now, in Mexico City, in Reno Aventura, the chlorinated water that he was in actually irritated this virus. If you see pictures of him from Reno Aventura, or even in Free Willy, you'll notice there's like a spongy consistency next to his pectoral fins. And this is the papillomavirus. Keiko grew to about 21 feet in Reno Aventura. Now his pool was only 12 feet deep. He was not able to jump or dive very deep because anytime he would do this, he would end up hitting his nose or his rostrum and his tail. Keiko did multiple shows every single day living in Reno Aventura. Keiko also had some dolphin friends that lived in his tank with him. Now he lived in poor health for the most part living in Reno Aventura. And in 1993, when the producers of Free Willy finally found a lone orca in a tank talking about about his health conditions and him needing to be free, that changed his life forever. Filming Free Willy, uh, veterinarians would check Keiko's blood work at least once a week, and everything was always coming back terrible. His doctors even said that his blubber, which is supposed to be nice and firm, actually felt like a deflated soccer ball. Not only was Keiko health being checked much more than it was previously, they actually were putting salt water into his tank instead of the chlorinated water, which not only brought Keiko's attention span better, but also his health was starting to improve. Now, once Free Willy had wrapped up and was on the big screen, they put a number at the very end of the movie. It was 1-800-4-WHALES to help whales like Willy. Now, what they didn't expect was people calling and asking what had happened to Keiko. This sparked the Free Willy Foundation. Now, this was to get Keiko out of Reno Aventura and try to release him into the wild. Now, it's not easy releasing a captive orca straight into the ocean. The Free Willy Foundation actually wanted to make Keiko a rehabilitation center for him to learn how to jump and catch his own prey and get in better health before releasing him into the wild. So $7 million was donated by the McCall Foundation and Warner Brothers for Keiko's rehabilitation center that was being made at the Oregon Coast Aquarium. 
The Oregon Coast Aquarium actually fast-tracked a project for Keiko's new tank. While the tank was being made, Keiko's trainers prepped him for the move to Oregon. They would have him come into the medical pool and be almost caught in a net. That way he got used to being caught into a net to get him moved to Oregon. Now medical pools are much, much more shallow than the actual pools. That way they can get blood poles and they can check him for anything that they may need. Everything seemed to be going pretty smooth until the day of Keiko's move. Now um, the founder of the Free Willy Foundation actually got a call from um, UPS who actually uh, donated Keiko a crate to be moved. Um, he got a call saying that uh, the plane needed to leave two hours earlier than what had originally been planned due to atmospheric pressures being different at certain points in time of the morning. Once Keiko performed his last show, everybody was on duty. They had multiple trainers in the water with him, and Keiko was in tune with what was going on, and every time that they would have him get into the medical pool, he would somehow escape the net. After three or four times, they finally got him into the net, and then what they did is they dried him off and put a special lotion on him to keep his skin moist. Now, when you transport captive orcas, you have to get them into a sling. Um, the sling, in specific, has holes for their pectoral fins to lay down next to their body. That way, it's not like aching shoulders, and also for their tail or fluke to be with no restraints. Now, lifting a three-ton whale in a sling is not the easiest thing. So, of course, they brought a crane in um, to lift him from the medical pool up into his uh, crate that was donated by UPS. Once he was in his crate and on the back of the semi, they they had already planned a route to get to the airport. Now, that route did not stay secret. There was hundreds of thousands of people saying goodbye to Keiko in the middle of the night and early morning. Now, that got them behind schedule by at least an hour or two. Now, getting into the plane was supposed to be the easy part. Of course, putting a crate with a whale onto the plane, um, there was an issue with some of the roller bars. A roller bar got stuck and actually got them back another two hours. Making the trip from Mexico to Oregon, the plane needed to land halfway in between, so they landed in um, Arizona. At this point in time, the doctors, of course, did a check, and they said that Keiko's temperature was too warm, so they actually ordered 2,000 pounds of ice to be put in Keiko's crate. Finally, three years after Free Willy, Keiko was able to be released into his new Oregon Coast Aquarium rehabilitation tank. Everyone watched everywhere around the world on TV, on newspapers, I think Time Magazine even did something for him as well. Now again, Keiko had a lot of health problems in Reno Aventura. Orcas can hold their breath for about 15 minutes in the wild. Keiko was only able to hold his breath for about three minutes. He was seriously underweight at this point and he just needed some TLC. Trainers worked with him to get his muscles to improve, so they would put big old floaty tires in his tank and just have him work his muscles so they could get stronger. They tried different types of food with him to see what he would eat. One of my favorite pictures of him is trying to figure out what he is supposed to do with a crab upside down on his tongue. Everybody that worked with him said that he was not a fan of crabs. Keiko's health improved dramatically. He was able to do so many different things that he was not able to do in Reno Aventura. When Keiko first got to Oregon Coast Aquarium, he could only hold his breath for three minutes. He actually was able to get up to a 17 minute breath hold. He was about 21 foot long, leaving Reno Aventura, and he grew to 22 feet long. He also gained 3,000 pounds while being at the Oregon Coast Aquarium. 
Now he was able to do proper whale things such as breach, spy hop, and do the biggest jumps he has ever done in his entire life. With Keiko's improvements from 1996 to 1998, the Free Willy Foundation finally decided that it was time for him to go ahead and be released into the wild. Now again, you can't just release an orca from captivity into the wild. So what they did was that they made a sea pen in Iceland. Now a sea pen is PVC tubes that are able to float on the surface and nets can be attached to them that go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. So in September of 1998, Keiko was released into his Icelandic sea pen. Now this is the first time ever in history that a captive orca had ever been released into the wild. He was now able to hear other whales and dolphins talking to him through the net. He was able to see the bottom of the ocean. He was able to feel the natural currents of the water. There was no precedent set before this, so what trainers and veterinarians recommended was taking Keiko for walks. Now, walking a whale is not exactly what you would think it sounds like. What they did is they took one of their boats and they opened up the sea pen and Keiko was trained to follow the boat with them and they would walk for miles and miles and miles. One of the main hopes for this project was Keiko finding his family again. Researchers weren't positive which family he came from in Iceland. However, the very first time that he had ever seen orcas out in the wild while on one of his walks, he actually swam up to them very quickly and then immediately came back to the boat. In hopes that Keiko would find a pod of orcas to stay with, uh, researchers actually put a tag on his flapped over dorsal fin. That way, if Keiko decided to travel, they could track him for wherever he was going. One of the hardest parts to read about and watch about Keiko um, is that at one point in time, trainers had to start doing um, no contact with Keiko. Um, this was kind of a, a push for him in order for him to do his own thing. Of course, he was eating well on his own and he had met a couple of pods of orcas. So one day uh, they went out for a walk and Keiko decided to just swim away with this pot of orcas. Of course, tracking his progress through the time he was gone, um, they actually realized that Keiko found himself in Norway. Whether he was looking for human contact or just happened to stumble upon people, um, Keiko really loved to be around people and around boats um, in this little place in Norway. Now people on their boats were actually touching Keiko and uh, children were actually getting into the water and uh, on his back and riding him and it became such a problem that the Norwegian government had to um, release a statement saying that there was no contact with him. That way it was not interfering with Keiko's progress. Now Keiko would go back and forth between being a wild whale and coming back to the sea pen with all of his trainers and his workers. Um, throughout the five or six years he was in the wild, trainers of course and researchers would um, take blubber samples and uh, measure how thick his blubber was to make sure he was eating properly. They would just keep checking on him. I do believe in February of 2003, um, Keiko actually seriously injured himself um, with some ice. Um, I'm not sure if that was the very first time that he had ever witnessed super thick ice like that, um, but he was described as looking like hamburger meat. The ice had cut through his skin and somewhat into his blubber. Of course, he did do okay um, recovering and everything like that. Of course, trainers and researchers um, took care of him. Sadly, December 12th of 2003, Keiko had passed away. 
Um, a couple of the workers that were helping him and keeping an eye on him said that he was fine for the couple of days previous, and then um, the two days leading up to his death, he was very lethargic and he just didn't seem like he was feeling good. They said that he had passed away from pneumonia. He was 27 years old, finally living in the wild when he passed away. A lot of people find this um, not very comforting. People say that we wasted a whole bunch of money um, on just this one orca to get him out to the wild. For me, I think it sets a precedent for all the other orcas in captivity. With Keiko's journey, we didn't know how to train an orca to be an orca. We didn't know what they needed or the technology that they needed in order to do this. And we have that now. Keiko will always live on in my heart. I hope you guys learned a lot about this well-traveled orca. Let me know if there's any more specific orcas you guys would like to know about. Thank you so much for joining me, and you guys have a wonderful night.